Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry. Together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we are chatting about what to do when we are prophesying but hear something negative about someone. It would be easy to say just never say anything negative. But there are a few strategies you can look at if you're ever to get something negative for someone. Oh, Gary, this is such an important topic. 1 Corinthians 14.3 in the Bible says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. So if we get a negative word for someone, Bible says don't speak it. So there has to be some strategies that we can use. I'll never forget when our kids were younger, about nine, ten years ago. They were 11 and 9 at the time. And we were involved in this ministry over weekends where we would go and prophesy over people. And the children would draw pictures beforehand to hand to the people. That was their way of prophesying. This weekend there was about 65 Pictures they had to do in the the lead up to it. I would write the name on the top of the paper and the kids would then see the name and they would just ask God and draw a picture about it. There was one particular name. My daughter refused to draw a picture for that person. She refused to talk about it. And so I gave it to my son and he said, I just get total black. And I'm like, now guys. When you get a negative, something negative for someone, we try and flip it 180 degrees. And they're like, we can't flip it, it's so black and dark. Anyhow, we couldn't go on that particular weekend, just gave the pictures to the leader to hand out. And afterwards, we found out that that particular person had a psychotic episode during the event and was admitted to a psych ward. Now, that's pretty extreme when we talk about getting a negative prophetic word for someone. Gary, I've got a negative prophetic word for a couple of people over the years, but it's extremely rare. What about you? Look, no. In a simple word, no. I just never seem to get negative words for people. Why do you think that is? Well, it probably fits into our first principle. Look at what you are focusing on. We become what we behold. We need to be careful what we are looking at and listening to. Probably good to be avoiding social media, TV, or at least be careful what we're looking at in those places. Also, what we're surrounding ourselves with impacts our soul, our spirit. What we are feeding ourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally, intellectually, and, and relationally, you know, the people that we're connecting with. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image or likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. If we are exposing ourselves to the glory of God, we will be transformed from the inside out. Reminds me of the phrase garbage in equals garbage out. I can remember sitting at the beach in the car one day looking out over the bay and the rain was pounding down outside 
And I was enjoying the atmosphere of the sound and the feeling of God being in control of those pounding waves on the sand. And as I was watching the relentless waves breaking upon the shore, I slowly noticed something. The windscreen was hard to see through. My breathing caused the internal fogginess on the screen and the rain pounding down outside without the windscreen wipers on caused this impenetrable view. I needed to clear the windscreen to see clearly beyond. So it may be your own lens when you get something negative. I once partnered with a counsellor who always saw the pain in a person's life. And that's actually a word of knowledge, and we'll unpack that in another episode. So focus instead on the prophesying, which is encouraging and giving hope. Our son had nightmares when he was younger and can remember going in the room and he would say, oh, I saw Satan, he's in the corner. So you never say, no, he's not, I can't see him, he's not there, just go back to sleep. Instead, you change what he's focusing on. So I would say, all right, Josh, let's ask Father God, Holy Spirit Jesus, to show you where they are in the room. And he'd go, oh, Father God's here, Holy Spirit's there, Jesus is here. And he'd immediately go back to sleep. And then I was left trying to get back to sleep. (laughs) So, So I think that's a really important principle. We'll unpack it a bit later when we look at kids' stuff in another episode. But guard your kids' minds so that they can see the angelic sphere from God's perspective and not from a movie producer's influence so that they have a clear lens in relation to the spiritual world, so that they can see in the spirit. So, Gary, we've talked about your own lens and the negativity. What are some actions people could take today to clear their lens? To wipe the window or turn the heater up, which would have cleared the window in your car. I think there's a number of things. One of the things we can do is spend time worshipping God, focusing on him, get stuck into reading the Bible, let that sort of permeate our hearts and our minds. If there's sin in our lives that God makes us aware of, confess it. Prayer ministry, inner healing, deal with the little foxes that threaten to become major footholds in your life. Song of Solomon's in 2.15 says, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards. Stop ungodly actions. Develop intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus. Apologize to someone for your part of a relationship that is no longer right. Spend time praying in the Spirit. Perhaps even have a good sleep. (laughs) Turn off certain TV programs. Stop reading certain books or looking at things. Stop listening to junk. Stop playing certain games that are not beneficial or that don't encourage purity. As you already said, garbage in, garbage out. Be accountable to someone with your prophesying gifting. These are things that can be helpful to clear the lens, to wipe the screen. That's a lot of stuff there, Gary. Well, perhaps try one thing. One thing may have a profound impact. That's gold. If you're getting a lot of negative stuff, the issue may well be with you. It may even be that you're concentrating on the wrong things. 
2 Corinthians 12.2 talks about a man caught up in the third heaven for 14 years. Now, logically, if there's a third heaven, it'd be fair to say there's a first and second heaven. So the third heaven is where God rules and reigns over the universe. The first heaven is what you can see with your natural eyes, earth, sun, moon, stars. The second heaven is what we can see with our spiritual eyes and where Satan is ruling. So Ephesians 2.2 says, The ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Our view might be on the second heaven. You know, John 10.10, Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. He is the author of negativity. But remember, Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So it's fair to say, Jane, that we can stand against those things like the way in which you help Josh to focus on where God Holy Spirit and Jesus was in that room and that made such a difference by focusing on them instead of Satan exactly and it usually comes from an inner belief system that God is not in full control and even sometimes that Satan's more powerful than God It may be that you're not living in a belief system that Jesus won at the cross and that God is in ultimate control. You may not be realising your position and authority that you have as a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Once you start living from that place, you tend to adopt a different mindset. Jane, that's pretty heavy stuff. But look... After people apply one or two of these principles to help them deal with their stuff or to wipe the screen, as it were, but what happens if people still get the odd negative prophetic word? What would your suggestion be? Brilliant question, Gary, because you can still get the odd negative word for someone. And I would say, look at the purpose or why God has shown you. Is it to pray or say? Often God may give you something and you will never, ever say it. It will purely be praying for that person. Other times we say turn it 180 degrees. So I can remember when I had a torn shoulder muscle, I turned around in the car and reached for something with the kids and tore a shoulder muscle, had some treatment, nothing was working, went to the healing rooms And at the end of the session, I said, look, can you guys pray for me? And as the people were praying for me, they said, oh, see all these knives stabbed in your back. Well, that was not helpful at all. And we actually had to talk to those people for saying that. They needed to just pray it, not say it. My mind, when they said, oh, there's all these knives stabbed in your back from people who, you know, said stuff about you, my mind just went right off. And it didn't bring any good fruit for me. So pray it, not say it. Know when to keep your mouth shut. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Perhaps that's what I need to apply with this podcast. Know when to stay quiet. <laughs> it's like the old style negative of a photograph being developed. You've got to not be in a rush. So don't be in a rush. So when God shows you something, ask questions of God. Why have you shown me this, God? What am I meant to do with it? 
can God trust you with his secrets? And then another question is, God, if I'm to share it, how would you like me to share it? Now also be mindful of God's timing. Is it a word for now or do I need to keep it and share it later? The Bible's full of people who had to wait. I mean, Abraham and Sarah waited over 25 years to have a child. They tried to take a shortcut with Sarah giving her maid Hagar to sleep with Abraham and have a child, and that did not end up well. Major mess up. Now, sometimes when someone knows something too far ahead of time, it can have a detrimental effect on them if they don't handle it well. Look at Jacob with his son Joseph. He showed favoritism to him, and that destroyed that whole sibling relationship. Sometimes people can be so keen to get to their promised land that they don't handle their current waiting season well. Sometimes it can even be that their character is not fully developed or they don't have the the spiritual or emotional maturity for something that God has for them down the track. And to actually tell them can knock them for a six and, and distract them really from dealing with their here and now, with the character flaws that they perhaps have with the issues that are in their life that need to be dealt with before they can really step into all that God has for them. They're great points, Gary. The third principle I'd like to bring up is, is it a negative word or is it our perception? That's an interesting one, Jane. So is it, is it really a negative word that God has for them or is it how we're perceiving this word would apply to their situation because we're actually interpreting it through our situation perhaps. Well, I've got a couple of great examples from a few weeks ago. We were at a church helping a group of people there be activated in the prophetic and we did all these activations after the teaching. I asked people to get a book title or colour of a book for their partner. So if a book was to be written about their life, what would it be titled or what would it look like, the colour, that sort of stuff. And this lady said she immediately got a blank book and her mind went to, oh, that's so bad. And then she went, no, it was the first thought that came through my head, that first thought principle that Gary talked about oh, back in one of the episodes. So she said, look, I just got this blank book. And the lady was so excited. It wasn't a negative word for her at all. She had just started writing her autobiography and was actually just about to start writing her autobiography. And that was so exciting for her. So it was like God was affirming the fact that she was going to be writing that book. And with it being blank, it was, hey, you've got a future to write. Yeah. And another lady, when I asked, is there a tool or a weapon that God wants to put in your partner's hand? And she saw a dagger. But when you unpack a dagger... You see sort of a person standing over an animal, dagger in the heart and the sign of victory or symbolising overcoming a giant. And that was very applicable to her partner. In those times that you think it's something negative, take a moment and ask God, how can I bring out the best in this? I had an example of this back at the beginning of the year. I spent time and just asked God, can you give me a sentence or a word for each month of the year, sort of a prophetic word for each month? 
as we go through this year. My January word of the month was calm before the storm. Now I immediately thought, oh, that's negative. That means February is going to be a storm in our life. I saw a boat with sails. And when I shared it with Gary, he was like, actually, that's not negative at all. It's showing you that you've got time to adjust the sails for the storm and for acceleration. So when you set the sails so that you're ready for acceleration and you miss the storm or you bypass it, it can be really helpful. So perspective is important. So another thing we say is turn it 180 degrees. One of those times I got a negative word for a person We're at the end of church service and prophesying in pairs and this guy came up, stood in front of us and I immediately just sensed, just sensed all over him that he was into porn. I'm like, oh God, what do I do with this? So I said, God, what is your heart for this man? And I prophesied purity. I prophesied that he was a man of purity, that God saw him through pure eyes, that he was pure. And 1 Corinthians 13, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Well, this man, he just burst into tears. He didn't need to be told, oh, you're into porn. I may have been wrong as well, totally wrong. But he didn't need to be told that. And he went away. There was a real upbeat in his step. He was encouraged to draw closer to God. Another time I saw a lady full of fear. It was like it was written all over her face. I can't describe it any way else other than radiating off her. And I felt such compassion and the father's heart for this lady and just prophesied love and peace and her identity as a child of God. And it was almost like I physically saw the fear leave her. So that's probably a critical thing for us to do is about that whole identity as a child of God, to really speak those things. And I think we're going to be looking a little bit more about that in our next episode. But, Jane, you've given lots of practical advice. Sort of what else do you think could be helpful in this situation? I think something that a lot of Christians don't realise is a psychic door may be open in your life. Psychic door. What do you mean by that? What it means is you may have dabbled in witchcraft or new age or clairvoyancy or it may not actually be your issue. It may be someone in your past generational line, someone who has looked to sources other than God for their wisdom and prophetic insight. And that's opened a door to the negative side. In in the spirit. In the spirit. Yeah. Opened a door in the spirit and it remains open down the generational line. Now, if you feel there may be an issue like this or want to explore it a bit more, Arthur Burke from theslg.com, so it's Sapphire Leadership Group, so look up theslg.com, and he has a YouTube session teaching on Druids and the Psychic Draw. But there's also a, a simple prayer, and we might even pray that now, Gary, just for any listeners. So would it be fair to say, Jane, that This is not an area that you want to go looking into unless you really need to look into it. If you sense there's there's a door that's perhaps open for you, you really don't want to go dabbling in this sort of stuff and exploring it because it's 
It's not don't, helpful. Don't don't go looking at it unless you really believe there's an issue. Like, don't look at it out of curiosity. That's not helpful. So you're going to say lead the listeners in a prayer. Let's do that now. So, Heavenly Father, I repent on behalf of myself and every person in my past generational line who has looked to someone or something else apart from you, Heavenly Father, for wisdom, insight, truth, and discernment. Father God, I'm truly sorry for myself and my relatives not looking solely to you for these things. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come now and cleanse my family line of all those times that we saw wisdom, insight, truth, and discernment not from you. Heavenly Father, please come and shut that door. Shut that door and seal that door closed now with the blood of Jesus. And also, Heavenly Father, would you please release all treasure, all good stuff, stored up for our generational line that has never been released to us yet? Thank you so much, Father God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, as we near the end of the podcast, wherever you are, just turn your heart, your thoughts to God and just say, Jesus, if I was an animal, which animal would I be and why? So, Jesus, if I was an animal, which one would it be and why? And ask further questions. The purpose of that animal, the role, how the animal moves maybe just about the colour and just explore that a little bit with Jesus and just remember it's just practising hearing, sensing, feeling, knowing, seeing from God. So the exciting thing about that activation really the bottom line is God is identifying things about you, qualities that he sees in you. There may even be qualities that you don't see in yourself that God is wanting to affirm in you. That's brilliant, Gary. So a new section we aim to implement each episode is in response to your questions. Both of us have asked God what he would love to say to a listener today. So Gary, do you want to go first? So as I prepared for this, I saw an ear, ear on the side of someone's face, someone's head. Then also I saw a speed hump. And I sense God was saying that there's people up there that they seem to face a speed hump, not a major blockage, but a speed hump, an issue in their life that knocks them around or or trips them up. And I sense that as you ask God how you can overcome that speed hump, that he's going to give you a word. He's going to give you the answer that you need, a solution instead of having that speed hump so you can move forward in freedom and also in peace. Jane, how about you this morning? Yeah, I saw a person juggling a whole lot of balls and it was a bit chaotic and there's a whole lot of responsibilities in your life that you feel that you can't let go of. And I just felt there's an invitation today to hand some of them to God. But also while you're waiting for the right timing, I saw Father God's hands come under yours. They were huge hands 
and it enabled you to not drop the balls, to be able to keep juggling and not to be scared if something dropped. So there was like a freedom, a freedom to release responsibilities, to release some of the things that are causing a bit of chaos in your life. Wonderful. So as we're brainstorming for this session, I saw a picture of a sandcastle. The waves came in and the water smashed it down. I realised that it was so important for us not to allow unforgiveness or bitter root judgments to influence our perspective. Sometimes we can allow a negative moment to be built up in our life. God can set you free and tear that down. The Holy Spirit can just wash it away. We may have received a negative prophetic word from someone in the past. With prophetic words, we can either shelve it, bin it, or step into it. Sometimes a negative word spoken over us can throw us. Ask God to show you how he wants you to redeem it. Father, we just ask now that you will break any strongholds over people today. Father, we want to thank you for this time that you've given us. Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity that we've had to learn more about how we can move beyond negative words, negative prophetic words, turn them around, how we can really hear from you, and how we can speak life, speak freedom, speak love into people's life. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We would love you to let us know any burning questions you have about hearing God. You can do this by going to our website, garyandjane.co, and clicking on the Contact Us page. So that's garyandjane.co. Our next episode is on guidelines for prophesying. So when we hear God's heart for other people and release that word to them, we are prophesying. But there's some guidelines we need to adhere to so that everyone is kept safe. Thank you.